Hello and welcome back to Control-Alt-Delete. This is part two of this podcast episode with the brilliant Jamie Varon, who is a writer, designer, creative consultant living in California, who's just released a brilliant book called Radically Content, which is all about finding a way to be satisfied in a world that wants you to be dissatisfied. We discuss things like I'll be happy when, how you never really arrive at the place you think you'll arrive once you've hit a big goal, and really how we can create our own definition of success and our own inner value system so that we can feel better about ourselves in a world that tries to advertise to us constantly. And it's a topic I'm super interested in myself. I am writing my next book all about success and what that means and really unpicking our relationship with it in this modern world we're in. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you've missed part one, definitely go back and check out that episode first and go and pick up a copy of Radically Content. It's out now. Thank you so much for listening. We've really gotten away from just like having some flow and peace and joy in our lives, like just having like simple joys and like, you know, noticing what's around us already. And so, I, you know, it's really interesting how much of this does seem really radical, does seem really like out of the woods or something. But then I think what happens is then people read it or they think about it and they're like, oh, wait, this is actually like not that hard to do. I mean, you just got to change how you're looking at things. Yeah. It's crazy when you say it like that, actually, that how is it radical just to kind of like yourself more? But (laughs) God, that's where we're at, apparently. But I mean, I'm writing at the moment about sort of success myths and and really trying to unpick this traditional version of success that we're all chasing. The thing that I sort of am very aware of is that I, at the moment, do tally up to, quote unquote, having a successful, I don't know, bio. And I am doing all the things I want to be doing. And I really want to be aware of that. And what I find really interesting about you is I do think you are on this trajectory of doing really big things, but... I feel like you were content before. I think that's the important thing here to remind people listening to this podcast even that you had reached this radical contentment before the book came out, right? Oh yeah. Could you talk a little bit about how you kind of bring yourself back to that? Because what I find interesting is that you now will sort of have to because otherwise you could be kind of off and away on this wild journey not that you will ever forget about being radically content, but you, you know, we kind of have to check in with ourselves quite a lot, don't we? I love that question. That is, I mean, you just summarized the journey I'm currently on, which I'm like, this is probably my future book. Um, because <laughs> it's like, how do you stay in this place when, cause radically content was written from a place of, I need to find contentment because all the things aren't happening. You know, like I felt disappointed that I'm watching people publish books. I'm every, everyone seems to have the things and I don't, you know, I mean, that's my, it wasn't true, but um, I had a lot going on, but it just wasn't the things that I wanted. So that was a response to that. But now I have to be very, very intentional because I, I, I do know that it's so easy to get swept up in your own hype, your own, um, what's going on. It's so easy to fall back into, oh, well now, now that I'm achieving things, now I can start saying, well, I'll be happier when I get this and I'll be happier when I get this. So I have had to learn new ways of engaging with that. 
And the way that I do that is I have like very non-negotiable, simple things that I do in my day-to-day life. Um, I have to, you know, go on my walks. I do my journal. I want to eat a certain way. I make sure that this has been a new thing, but I've been making sure that no one in my life feels like I'm too busy for them. Cause that's the other thing. I'm like, I think this is how my life's going to be now, you know? So that doesn't mean I now start neglecting everyone and go into the, like, I'm too busy. I can't, I don't have time for this. It's like my niece, I, my niece was just born. Like I I'm, I can't wait to see her again. I, I in the middle of the days that I have, I'm going to find time to see her. And those are things that really anchor me. And that's reminding me of like the things that truly bring me happiness and peace on a day-to-day basis that I can control. Because a lot of the things, once you start getting into that, it's, it's on the achievement ladder, not ladder, but like you're in that mode and things start to show up. It's all out of your control. I mean, even now, I mean, there's so many emails that I haven't been responded to yet. I'm just like, not from me, you know, you're, it's just a lot of waiting. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And in the waiting, I can't let myself go to, well, when I get there, I'll be happier. When I get there, when I get there, I now start to think of it as like, what is the next experience in my life that I want to have? What's the next thing that I really want to challenge myself to do? What's the next iteration? Because I also am very much in this place of accepting that this is what you talked about earlier, that like, happiness is not really a destination. Like I don't just end up somewhere and I'm like, I'm good forever. You know, like uh, I'm, I never will have self-doubt or anxiety ever again. I'm just perfect. It's like, first of all, boring, you know, like that's boring. I want to challenge myself. I kind of in some ways relish the self-doubt when it comes up. Cause I'm like, Ooh, she's doing something new, you know, like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm good at this yet. And it's like kind of fun now because I know that it doesn't have to do with my worth as a human being. I'm just like, oh, this is what happens when you try new things. And so I've really had to come back to being intentional is what I'm essentially trying to say, which is a big part of being radically content. It's like being intentional with your time, intentional with yourself. There are certain thoughts that I, even if I have them, like the well, when I get this, this next thing, you know, I'll be, it'll be even better and everything I have to like, I'm like, let's redirect that. Let's think differently. And another thing is just this constant, you know, being the day I'm in, this is the day that I have today. So like, what's here for me. And that's essentially saying like being very present. And that's like, I've realized how much I've returned to so many of the simple things that I used to be like, that's not enough. Like being present, who cares? You know, like I want bigger things in the future. And it's like, honestly, if you can't be present when nothing is happening, you can't be present when the things are happening. Like that's just Mm. so true. It's so so true. true. Like I was so present, even in the pandemic, like, I mean, when we were in, in LA, we were in super lockdown, which you guys were too. And all of 2020, I was like, I got to find a way to just be happy. You know, like I cannot, I got to find joy because nothing, it it was, I was not where I wanted to be, you know? And that was just, that was the challenge, wasn't it? And actually, you know, for a lot of people, that was probably the first time they ever thought, how am I going to get through this? 
and how am I going to go through this great pause in my life and 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 try and figure something out and not rely on all the external things. If you can't go to the restaurant or go to the cinema or go and buy something, it's like, well, where else do you look? You know. But I I I really wanted to talk to you actually about something that really stood out to me in the book to do with being radically content and something that I think actually could change. Like if we all got behind this and became more radically content, I think genuinely the world would be such a better place because what I have found when I have become more content in my life over the last however many years, I'm so much happier for other people. That is a huge part of this, I believe, is that when we talk about celebrating others or lifting up other women, like we like to say that we do that, but actually fe- really feeling it is kind of a different thing. And I just have felt in myself that my envy and my jealousy has lessened in general. And I and I know that you're you're nodding <laughs> on this one. <laughs> well, I because I was my my biggest Achilles heel was the comparison. I mean, it it used to plague me, plague me. Um, and now, oh God, me too. Me too. Really? Yeah. It was, it, oh, I mean, there were times where like, I'm like, I don't even need anybody else to ruin my day. I can do it myself. You know, I'll just look at someone, <laughs> what they're doing and feel like crap about myself. And now, because yeah, because I feel very much like I'm on my path. Like it's, I don't want someone else's life. Like I feel my life is full I love my way of doing things. I feel lucky to be me. I think I'm really cool. I've got my own things going on that now what's happened. I feel the same way. Like I actually feel like other people's wins feel like my wins now, you know, like when my friends talk to me about things that are going on, like one of my, I have a lot of friends who are actors and when they get like an exciting audition, I'm like, I got the exciting audition too. Like I feel as excited for them as I would anything else. Actually, I kind of feel like sometimes more excited for them than I do for myself because, you know, I don't have the, they, there's stuff that gets in the way sometimes when you're like really celebrating yourself, um, I I find. And so, you know, there's always the, well, what's going to happen? Like when they get an audition, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. It's not like I got the part yet, but I can just be like uncomplicated and excited for them or something like that. Um, And so I really feel the same. I mean, still sometimes comparison comes up, but it's very rare. And I always know the source of it. And I always know, I'm like, we, this is not about this person. Like you're having, you're thinking that like, their moment is not going to be available for you. Also, this is another thing that I've started to say to myself because like, I don't always need my life to be big moments. And so why don't, why doesn't that get to be shared around? You know, like I look at someone when they're having their moment, I'm like, let them have their moment. Like if, if, if my path is any indication of how long it's taken me, what's been, what, what lessons I've had to learn, they're the same. Even if I don't even know them, I can just assume that they didn't just pop right out, you know, and even our most like even all the people that we think are these like overnight successes, they have their stories, too, you know, like where they started if they're if they hit it at like. 15, they started at five, you know, it's like, we all have these things. Mm -hmm. And so I really start to, because I honor my own journey, it's easier for me to honor other women's journeys and really be like, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them that this is happening. And also 
I think what is the other thing is like, I do not think that they get something that I don't get to have. Like they don't get to feel something that I don't get to feel like what you said. You were like, I didn't have this like heightened. Suddenly I was in this new level of life that like it took me to the moon and all of these things. You're just like still you. So I think that has debunked a lot of like feeling like almost kind of like what we feel when we compare is this like really existential FOMO of like, mm. they get something that I don't get. They're feeling something I don't get to feel. And so when I start feeling that, if it comes up automatically, I'm like, what do you think they get? And then what do you think you get to get at that point? Like, let's look at that. Let's not tear them down. Let's not take away from their moment. Let's let them have their time. And they're, they're probably having complicated feelings about it too, because that's just how it goes. Like you, you know, you feel multiple things at once. So to, for me to project onto them, like, you know what, they must be feeling some sort of feeling that has nothing. They don't have self-doubt. They don't have anxiety. They don't have this lies. Everyone deals with that, you know? So that's really helped. And it, it makes me, I agree. I mean, it's made me so much less jealous and envious. I'm just like, you know what? We're all on our journeys. We're all, we all have our own paths. Like we're all just contributing, you know I mean? Even like, I don't have, I used to feel like I had to have the most original idea for my book. And instead I'm like, there's plenty of people who have said similar things, but they haven't said it my way. They haven't said it the way that I've said it. And also I've read certain things like how many love songs have I listened to? It's not like I say like, okay, I've listened to one love song and that's it. I never want to hear another love song ever again because I've already got my fill. It's like, I can get reminded of things. I can hear the same thing again. I've read so many romance novels. They all end up the same way, but like, it's the Mm -hmm. journey getting there, you know? So I don't feel this pressure of like, you have to be the best. You have to be the first. You have to like you have to dominate. You have to take over. Like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to add to the beauty and art of the world. And that's it. Like, that's my task. Yes. I love that. And and it really taps into the fact that this scarcity mindset of like, there's not enough to go around really, I think is in everyone's heads and it must come from somewhere. I guess it comes from the media and the pictures we see in the patriarchal society we live in and feeling like you have to get your elbows out and like cram yourself in when actually there is genuinely room for everyone, but I still don't think that feels possible, but it's like there's evidence everywhere that that is possible. And something that I've always, you know, had to talk out with my friends and family And my husband is like this idea of it's going to be taken away from me, like this fear of like all this stuff might go when actually no one can come into your home and like take away your happiness and joy. That's not how it works. You get to own this. You get to step into this and it gets to be yours forever. And it's just I just love this book. I'm I'm really excited for people to read it. Honestly, it's going to be amazing. So my last question, because. I could talk to you for hours um, is around social media because, you know, you have spread so much of your message online. You're kind of flipping it on its head, this idea that social media is this, 
you know, toxic tool where we just feel rubbish about ourselves every day. I know that is a side of it, but that's kind of who we're deciding to follow, right? But with your Instagram and with your followers and your community, I mean, could you just give us a little flavor of how you've gone around curating that? Because I think we could all use a little bit more of that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I used to hate social media and feel, I mean, this is all, these are all like, I found solutions to my, you know, own pain. Um, but like social media used to be the place that I, I was like, Ugh, why do I have to use this? It's a hate love relationship. And then it came to another place to myself where I was like, you just, you don't get to do social media if you can't find a way to enjoy being on it. And so it's another thing where I'm very intentional. I, you know, if I notice that someone's making me feel jealous or, you know, bringing something up, um, it's just like, let's mute them for a while or unfollow. Like I'm pretty, um, vigilant about how my feed is. And I also, you know, have a lot of intentions that I hold with how I come, how I present myself online. Um, and it's more like, you know, I post without thinking about likes, what are people, I don't think like, okay, what, is, what post should I write that people are going to like? I'm like, what do I need to say? What's coming through me? I think of myself almost like a channeler of like, what's the message that's coming through? What do I need to post today? And it just like, I feel it. I go through, even if it's like, if it's a new post or a repost, that's another thing. Like I don't have the scarcity of like, I need new posts all the time. Like just the same way that people want to listen to the same song a thousand times, they'll, they like to read the same posts because they forget. Like no one's like remembering and committing my posts to memory. Even if they are, that's fine. Like they can read it again. So I don't have that scarcity. And I also am just like, there's certain things I'm just not available for on social media. I'm not available for stupid fights. I'm not available for people to hate follow me. If you're going to hate follow me, like, please unfollow. I don't even have to say any of this. It's just the feeling. It's the vibe, the energy. I'm not available for um, me feeling like I'm the guru that everyone comes to. Like, if you message me, I'll message you back. Hopefully, if I <laughs> have the time, you know, like I always try to make sure it's community. It feels good that people feel heard. I don't check likes. I don't like obsess over my unfollows. I don't check my story views. I just don't get, I like have boundaries around it, you know, cause I know where I can go. Like, I just know if I start getting obsessive about that, something about social media really erodes at me. And so I really have to have this very kind of almost detachment from it and just know that like social media is not what I'm doing. I'm using social media as a vessel for my art to get out into the world because it's 2022. This is where people are spending a lot of their time. And this is a way, I mean, before what it, before social media, if you wanted to write, you had to like get a column in a newspaper or a magazine, right? Now it's all available. I'm like, so I'm going to see the good parts. I'm going to see, I mean, your book helped a lot with this. I loved your book of like how you thought about social media too and, and living online. Cause you and I have been very online for a long time. And I loved reading about how like you kind of came to very similar conclusions that I came to that. It's like, all right, I can focus on all the negative things about social media, which you can do that in any situation about any single thing, or I can see 
all the positive benefits and make my decision on whether I'd like to be online. And if it turns out that I like enough of the benefits to be online, I will, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's not like, okay, I'm posting online because I need to sell books. No, like I'm posting online because I love to share my art and it brings me joy. Like all my posts are written for me first and then I share them. If I feel like, oh, I need to like do this thing to keep up, like, okay, I need to start dancing in reels and start doing all these things. I'm like, take a break. <laughs> like, yeah. don't make a content schedule. <laughs> like for me, you know, these are my boundaries that might light someone else up. Like you really have to know yourself. And I know, you know, I want to focus it on the writing. Like my social media, it's somewhat about me, but it's, it's the writing. So I don't want to taint that too much with too many other, you know, like pay attention to me. Here's me. Here's me again. Here's this. That's I'm not. And I don't do influencer stuff. Like I just have this boundary because I don't want to dilute the writing. And so this has really helped me be very intentional and clear about how I show up and how I engage with social media. Otherwise, I think a lot of people, they're like, why am I even on this? You know, like they don't even know why. And it's like, you got to look at that first. Like, don't post a single thing until you kind of look at that. And that why, why you're on it cannot be, well, because other people are and because I'll feel irrelevant if I'm not. These are all like kind of drain draining things, whereas you always want like a why to be an uplifting thing, a thing that gives you energy. So it's like my why for social media is I get to have this beautiful platform to share my words with people. This is what I've always wanted versus I could look at it as, oh, I have to use social media because I'm a writer and um, I just resent this, that I have to show up like this. So annoying, like the energy of posting from that place, it's not really great. You know, like that's not, that's not really going to make, I I think like there's an energy in what you post and what you do beyond the words, beyond what you say, beyond what you look like, everything. I think people do pick up on that energy, don't they? They really, really do. And there's something that even goes beyond the visuals. It's like you can kind of sense that, well, desperation or whatever we want to call it, where it's like, please, please, please. And actually that's not really how human beings want to engage with each other. And I completely hear you on that. I don't think if I'm honest, I've completely sussed out what I like about Instagram as a, as a platform. I, I find it a really strange one. I have so much fun on Twitter, even though it's obviously crazy on there as well. But if you find your own way, it's just writers cracking stupid jokes, which I still love. And obviously like a newsletter platform and things like that are my happy place. But I love how you have found your groove. And I think what you've just said about boundaries is so practical. People, you know, and I love what you say in this book is this isn't like, be like me, do it this way, do it like me. It's like, no, 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 do it like you. And you're just helping people um, with those tools. And it's so helpful. So thank you so, so much for sharing all of that. And um, we should do something again sometime because I feel like we could talk for so much longer but love that. I know we could talk for so long. Yeah. I mean, I think what is great. I'll just say as the last thing is like, I just want to give people permission that they can think about these things. They can actually go a little deeper into thinking about what their relationship to social media is. You don't have to be a public figure. You don't have to like 
have a reason for the things that take up your time, like have a why, have a find things that you believe in, find things that like causes that light you up, not what other people are telling you to constantly care about, like find the things that make you angry about what's not changing and use your own, use a way to like progress that forward. Like, I think we've really come away from people being able to really tune into themselves and connect to themselves, which is so much of what you write about and dis, I mean, disconnected, you know, like we get really disconnected from ourselves, from humanity. And I think what I'm always trying to do the through line in my work is always like connect back to you. Don't connect to me. Don't look at me as like, I'm the one that has all your answers. Don't look at someone else. Like, you know, you know, and I want to just encourage people to always, you know, tune into themselves because that's where they're really going to find their path um, and their way of living that is going to light them up the most. Love that. And such a good reminder that, you know, these words that people use, like there's no such thing as being an Instagrammer or a YouTuber or it's like, no, no, what what are you actually saying? And what are you putting onto that platform? Like that comes first. And I do think sometimes we've lost sight of that. We're just sort of on there doing something and actually you kind of have to have a real purpose behind it. And I do think if you can fine tune your message from a kind of earlier stage I've always been so intentional about what I'm trying to do and it makes it so much easier to be like oh no that's not very me immediately that's not me this is more me it it makes people it's easier for people to know where to connect with you too you know like I I I said from the beginning like I was like Pinterest and YouTube not for me (laughs) I feel like I spent the first part of my career working with brands telling them this when they were like we must be on snapchat and i'm like but why <laughs> right why are you bringing why? anything of value <laughs> is there something that like if that platform fits your thing like yeah i mean i totally i just like we don't think to do that it's just like let's be on everything i'm like i don't know how to keep up with all of it truthfully no, I'm I'm with you and I love how you prioritize joy and the smaller moments. And it's always so nice seeing you do that because it's a reminder because I love my walks and they're just part of my day now. But thank you so, so much for your time. Radically Content is out now as of this podcast going live. So I'll leave the links below. It's available at all good bookshops. You've got such a big following and fan base if i'm allowed to say fans in the uk which is very exciting so thank you for your time and um let's chat again soon yes please thank you so much it was a delight 